Hello, everybody. Welcome to Dorman Forum. I'm Miles Hoffman, here in quarantine to inform you of the next upcoming artists in the music industry. Today, I have R. Lamar, an alternative R&B artist based out of Nashville. How are you doing today, R. Lamar? Hello, hello. That is me, and I am uh, actually doing pretty well today. How has it been starting out as an artist, and how did that bring you to where you are now after you've released an album, as well as a couple of singles that have done quite well and have gained um, a good amount of traction? The record, uh, which is called Surfacing, it's been... Um, very interesting to watch stuff grow and, and to watch uh, people start to sort of get really acquainted with the work. I think just uh, become an adult before your eyes in a sense. Frustrated. Do you think that single provided inspiration for the creation of Surfacing? Or is it more like a completely different experience and you wanted to encompass that in just a new form of art, which is really a debut album for you? I didn't expect Frustrated to kind of move in the way it has upon first hearing it but i remember we got that first email back and that thing's not even mixed it just that was just the first mix off the boards and we heard that we were like this is sick let's put this out you know that was the whole kind of inspiration thought it was just an awesome like a cool thing that was new and different from what i've been doing and i thought you know let's let people hear it the question you ask is if they're sort of in the same world and honestly no I wish I was one of those artists that could write about the same thing twice. I was talking to one of my friends, Grayson Proctor, who's in this excellent uh, band called Bio, B-I-Y-O, and is also a producer. I was just talking about how I can't really write about more than, like, a, a specific topic, a specific happening in my life, like, really more than once. Whereas he brought up the example of how Tyler, the creator, said that, for Igor, he was like sad about a breakup or something like that. And so he just locked himself in a room for three weeks and just wrote 12 songs about that specific happening. Now they're, they're not really related other than the fact that they both came out of me, I guess. That encompasses something that I wanted to speak on pretty heavily. When I met you in person, you oh, gave yeah. off a certain kind of vibe and a presence mm -hmm. to yourself. And I think that especially speaks further than the music that you go and release as an artist, I think there's something that's stated about the fact that you're the one putting it out. It was me in my headphones and my emotions, and I wanted to, you know, spread that to, to whoever I could. So thankfully, people have given me a platform where I can actually do such a thing. What would you say is like a moment that you look back on, you're like, wow, this was like a great time in my music journey? First, show we ever sold out overseas it was in paris in france they, they maybe after quiet the entire song they clapped in unison for like three seconds and then they finished together <laughs> and then we just moved to the next like, we were up on stage like yo are they, are they digging us at all or <laughs> we were almost full it was like like a couple hundred people and once i went out there and was meeting meeting and greeting they were all you know stoked as far as i could tell headlining a night at bonnaroo bananas i come from a place back in Branson, florida where i mean my mother didn't have a car or anything i wasn't really allowed mm. to go to, to the warp tour or anything like that and so it just seemed it always seemed like a rich kid's thing to go to festivals if i told 15 year old me who was listening to all the warp tour bands essentially you know what i'm saying that i would headline a night at 
Bonnaroo, I would have been like, nah, you, you wild it. You know what I'm saying? I never would have envisioned that, you know. To add off of, like, something that we were just talking about before, you know, you're going to these big shows, like, all around the world, really. That's pretty intense. Like, that must be a, there must be a lot of pressure when it comes to that. And knowing, like, where you came from and how you kind of got your start and how you've developed over time. That's the thing that they don't teach you in school. You know what I'm saying? You just take it. You take it in real time. I'm very lucky that, as far as my team, I have people around me that I feel like I can, I can actually trust. It's been like my inner circle and people that I speak to daily, all the way up to the president of the label, Darkest, who I can call on my fucking FaceTime right now. You know what I'm saying? Definitely been very careful of the selection of people who we feel like trustworthy, who we can really work with, and who just kind of not only see the vision, but help me facilitate the vision. You know what I'm saying? Help me kind of clean the lens as far as the vision goes. Having a structure on, the, like a team structure on which to build the building, uh, no matter how tall it gets, if your foundation is is fine, then you're probably gonna be, you're probably gonna be fine. So to take a step back, and like when we were talking about your album surfacing, do you feel like, wow, this is something that I can hold close to my heart and say, this is me? I think uh, for me, the songs are always going to evolve because once you release them, it's kind of no longer your, your only your story in a sense. You know what I'm saying? Mm. But it inspired me to do something else that means something to somebody else. So my interpretation was valid, you know, in that sense. I usually close out each of my episodes with a quote. So this one's from Louis Armstrong, and it states, Musicians don't retire. They stop mm. when there's no more music in them. Hmm. I think there's another really good one from Louis Armstrong that was about how, why he got into music, just wanting to be one of the guys. For one of the biggest musicians of all time, you know, one of the, like, definitely one of the most influential. Um, it's so cool to just think of him in such a, a human, humble light, you know? Because a lot, you know, we elevate these people to, to God level, but then thinking of him just being like a kid in the audience, like, wow, I want to be like those guys, you know? Let me, let me share one uh, as well. I like this one. Learn what the triggers are trying to tell you. That's what she said. I think it's really cool. That's good, yeah. Whenever you're reacting to something and something's touching you in a way that makes you uncomfortable, it's trying to teach you something and learn what that is. Just to let everybody know, Arlamar is like available on all platforms. You can go check out his music now. Go check out Surfacing. It's a great album. And hopefully when this pandemic subsides and he's back on tour, that you can go check out one of his shows. Well, thank you so much for your time, Arlamar. I really do appreciate um, all the humbling words you've been able to share with everybody listening in. Thank you for having me.